Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 95, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Hello, Howie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a 1988 American fantasy comedy film directed by Robert Zemeckis with a screenplay by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. It's also a noir film. You didn't say noir. Okay. It is. Okay. Thank it you. wasn't on the Wikipedia, but you're well, right. That, well, Wikipedia is wrong. I think it's pronounced Neuer. Neuer? <laughs> it's a Neuer <laughs> Neuer film. <laughs> only, only the past. It's loosely based on a 1981 novel called Who Censored Roger Rabbit by Gary K. Wolfe. Who Framed Roger Rabbit stars Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, Stubby K., and Joanna Cassidy, as well as the voice talents of Charles Fleischer and Kathleen Turner. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a hit with audiences, grossing over $351 million, making it the second highest grossing film of 1988, just behind Rain Man. Critics loved it too, praising its script, the visuals, humor, and performances, with many calling the film groundbreaking. That's a correct opinion. According to the Wikipedia, it brought a renewed interest in the golden age of American animation, such as Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, and was a precursor to the Disney Renaissance that began in 1989 with The Little Mermaid. I was reading a little bit on the Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and like if this hadn't been the huge success that it was, they maybe wouldn't have thrown as much into The Little Mermaid, and they weren't even thinking of making it a musical at first, apparently, which seems strange, but... They almost took but, away Poor Unfortunate. They almost didn't include Poor Unfortunate Souls, one of the best villain they songs. They almost didn't include Part of Your World, the core song, because someone said it slowed the movie down. I did hear that. Executive. Um, and, but I also, it was too. the great okay. mouse... What? <laughs> what? I said, I, I heard that too from Howie. From me! <laughs> On this podcast, probably. Probably at some point. But um, it was also the great mouse detective that got Little Mermaid greenlit because they were like, we're going to close down the animation department if this doesn't make a certain amount of money. And great mouse detective just barely hit that because they didn't have money for like marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks, great mouse detective and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Thanks they should do a crossover. <gasps> Who framed the great mouse detective? Oh, he's Roger Rabbit did! <laughs> Roger would never. You don't know him. I do, though. Do you? Yeah. What's his middle name? Fleischer. It's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the story of, you guessed it, Eddie Valiant, <laughs> a private eye who formerly specialized in cases involving animated characters called Toons who live alongside humans in the city. Eddie hates Toons now after one killed his brother and he's turned to drinking as a way to cope. However, when the big cartoon studio exec, R.K. Maroon, hires him to follow the wife of his big star, Roger Rabbit, to see if she's cheating on Roger, the down-on-his-luck P.I. takes the case. He finds that Jessica Rabbit has been playing patty cake with Marvin Acme, the man who owns Toontown, and after showing the pictures to Roger, the rabbit becomes distraught. When Acme shows up dead the next day, all signs point to Roger as the killer, but maybe not all is as it seems. Some peanuts for Dumbo, the nefarious Judge Doom, and the sad death of a squeaky shoe is who framed Roger Rabbit. The shoe did not deserve that. The shoe absolutely It made me so sad. (laughs) The shoe was a very upsetting scene. 
Truly, I mean, good for establishing character right off the bat, but like, excellent, and yeah. that that shoe had no sense of character because he snuggles up against Judge Doom's leg, and I'm just like, this is your big mistake. Don't do that. What about he's this so man? Well, maybe he sensed. That. He sensed spoilers. That he uh, Judge Doom is also a tune. What? Yeah. What? I gave a spoiler alert. What? Nobody can blame me for this one. What? Uh, one of the top ten anime betrayals. Love that. Love that twist. What? What? There's a... um, I'm going to give a plug for this, probably for the second or third time on this podcast. There's a Flintstones comic book series (laughs) written by Mark Russell. The The second book of which has the saddest scene involving a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that has ever been written. Because it's a little elephant vacuum cleaner. I cry so much. It's really sad. Anyways, that reminds me of the Why are you shoe. plugging it? <laughs> it's so good. The Flintstones comics are amazing. I put them on hold of the library on your recommendation many, many months ago and then forgot to get them in time before the hold expired. And then I forgot to back. put them on hold again. So Do it right now. Get them back. Okay. Right now. I have I have his um, Snagglepuss comic book as well, Snagglepuss. where Snagglepuss is a gay playwright before the House on American Activities Committee in the sixties yeah. during the Red Scare. I remember you selling me on that one. Yeah, that's uh, his Snagglepuss. It's okay. also so good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyways, okay. let's talk about the personality quiz and find out who everybody got who everybody from this got. movie. Also, if you hear any shuffling. I, I have a big stack of Lorcana cards <laughs> on the table. Uh, Lorcana being the Disney trading card game we can't keep our that hands just off came of them. up. Yeah, Hallie and Kristen keep looking through all of the art. Yeah, I have to put them so together. Good. I have to put them together. Yeah, there's a bell card. There's a a beast card. The bell card is great. She is an inventive engineer. Yeah, she's got little like goggles and yeah. little like fingerless gloves. And like she's holding an like, artifact. An artifact. And, yeah. like, there are some super minor characters, like Sergeant Tibbs from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, so and the art is really incredible. It, they did a fantastic job with yeah. the card game. I would definitely recommend it if you're into Disney and or card games. But you can't find it anywhere because they, <laughs> they grossly underestimated yep. demand. And it is sold out literally everywhere that you go. So, uh, good luck with that. Uh, personality quiz. Personality quiz. Personality quiz. I got Dolores. Stop people that you know are no good for you. Stay in your life. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the first sentence says. I know you think it's the best you can get and even less than you deserve, but you're wrong. Your self-worth is so much more than you think it is. Now stop letting people, especially slimy, selfish men, walk all over you. Oh, and also, how's your relationship with your father? Just curious. Dot, dot, dot. A thing that never comes up I was for Dolores. Say, did she mention a no, relationship with her father and I missed it? does not. That's not part of Dolores' backstory, no. plot, nothing. Do not know why that is in this quiz result. Yeah. And I don't remember her asking anybody that question. How to be like your father. For it to be yeah. like, like a cute nod to something she's interested in. Nobody. What? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google Dolores Roger Rabbit father to see <laughs> <laughs> Who did you get, Kristen? I got Roger Rabbit. Oh, you're I'm kidding me! Framed. 
kidding me? <laughs> I got Roger. I'm so mad. It says, if your friends asked to describe you, they'd probably say you're a happy person with a great life, but none of them truly know <laughs> you, even though you have a strong tendency to overshare. Yet nobody has ever seen you fully break down at the same time. You often devote all your time and passion to a person or thing, but you've never had that completely reciprocated. You live your whole life as a display of pastel colors and a positive attitude and hope someone will love you the way you love others. <laughs> you also fear being too much or being annoying or being a burden. You fear a lot, but you find joy in the little things, and that's admirable. And I don't like that it's accurate. <laughs> Yours was like twice the length of Dolores's yeah. and like more problematic. It it dove in so it dove much. In it, it went to some in places. a way that I'm like, is someone projecting onto Roger Rabbit? Because <laughs> right. I'm not saying the man or the the Rabbit Man cannot contain multitudes. I'm yeah. just saying, did we get all of these multitudes from this movie? Debatable. Debatable. I should note that the personality quiz is called "Which Who Framed Roger Rabbit character are you?" Parentheses. Except I call you out hardcore. I did not know that going in, which is very... You I did been, feel... Wow. Called out. called out. But so. not as hardcore as me, because I got Judge Doom. <laughs> <laughs> you've been hurt so many times by your own mind and other people in this world that you've lost all touch with your old sympathetic self. You forced yourself to turn all your emotions off, realizing that the only person who will truly support you in this world is yourself. So, you do anything you have to in order to get ahead. After all, you have to hurt them before they can hurt you, right? That's me. That's how <laughs> I it goes. don't know that's an accurate summation of Judge Doom, but okay. What's funny? But is it is that... of me. It's uh, what's funny is that David and I picked the same Taylor Swift lyric. Because he, I asked him which per, or which lyric he picked, and he told me, and he's like, and that must be the only one that matters because that's the only one that seemed to make sense given the character. And I'm like, okay, but I said that, and I felt like it didn't make sense for who <laughs> I got. So that that question cannot be the sole. Determinator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also, I don't accurate. think your Taylor Swift pick matches Dolores. No, not at all. I thought for sure it was going to be Jessica Rabbit because she's got the I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is going to get me Jessica and I got the other badass leading lady, which is fine. I like Dolores. Cannot find anything about her relationship with her father. Um, but Maybe I did that's find... what this quiz wanted. It wanted you to go insane. <laughs> it wanted me to increase the search. But under uh, it on the on her little wiki, it lists like friends and allies, um, and then it lists enemies. And then her enemies is Eddie Valiant, ex boyfriend. Interesting. I Which would not is... call them enemies. Yeah, I mean he's also under friends and allies, but in much smaller font than than he is under enemies. I don't know what that's about. But I think it's really funny that he's in both places. He I don't think it's quite wrong. I don't think it's quite right. He contains multitudes. Yeah. He's sad. He's a sad detective who drinks a lot. Yeah. In the Neuer movie. In the Neuer movie. <laughs> it's a staple of Neuer to have a sad, sad man who drinks a lot. Yeah. I love Eddie Valiant. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that none of us got him. 
Not that I he's thought a big character. he's a big character. Yeah. Not that I thought that any of us fit him, but we don't. These quizzes like, aren't always good, and we don't really fit the ones that we got either because they're just me and Roger are the same. You just want someone to love you. As we much have as the same voice. I just make mine deeper for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> to hide my true identity. As a two. Yeah. Yeah. As one to be dipped. Who does? Who does? I saw my friend the shoe get dipped. Yeah, you did. I don't like that it's called dip. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) I like that it's weird. Mm. It makes me think of fun dip derogatory. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into discussing the actual film... Um, I just got back from Disneyland. I was there last week, which means I got to ride Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin for the first time. Car space tune, because you're in a tune car. It's Benny the Cab. Yeah. Uh, the ride doesn't make any sense and is a fever dream. And I have fond memories of riding it at 10 p.m. after having been in the park for 14 and a half hours. So um, if anyone wants to go ride that, tell me how it is, because I don't remember. <laughs> It was a lot of sounds and a lot of lights and a lot of spinning. Your car just, your car just spins. That sounds vomit inducing. It's not like a fast tilt a whirl spin. It's just like, I don't know which way I'm supposed to be going, and it just keeps turning. I didn't know on this ride track. existed. Is it at Disney World or Land. only at Disneyland? Only at Disneyland, which is why, because I've only ever been to World, so I never got to ride it. I hope this was just like a normal bumper car. Is <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like stoned out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> just the Uber home. <laughs> and then the listeners are gonna go and be like, "It was fine." Like, like this is a completely normal ride. I'm trying to find the cute little pictures. Helen got in the rental car after 14 and a half hours at Disneyland. Like a Toontown, Toontown facade. I like that you show me this before you show me any Cars Land pictures. Oh, I forgot to send those to you. Uh, yeah. You did send them. My I just did not get them. them. But then I was like, oh, I'll put them in a Google Drive. And I didn't do that either. And then Acme's Gag Warehouse is next to it. Yeah. See? See? I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And, yeah. and then um, there's Benny. Benny. Benny with his flat tires. Oh, but there's a part Benny. at the beginning where like a weasel or something pushes... Like a, a vat of, of dip at you, and it makes like a sound effect, and then Benny's like, I've been dipped, and then you spin harder and go through like a like a door that opens just in time before you hit it. There's also a part, I think you're supposed to have been punched in the face, because there's suddenly like a pow sound effect, and I screamed because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> and then you go through another archway that has like flying birds as if you're a cartoon and you've been dazed. Yeah, and they're flying around your head. It's really cute and good. But again, I don't know what the plot of the ride was because it sure didn't go through the movie. The plot is they wanted stars. <laughs> like flying birds. That's it. Yeah. And I can't remember most of the ride. So Because of uh, your drug consumption. Because of my drug on Disneyland grounds. Yeah. So uh, don't I do tell anyone, cocaine. listeners. <laughs> That's what Cocaine Bear was doing there. Yeah. Why do you think we were both there at the same time? (laughs) I was not there. (laughs) I wasn't there either. Okay, but like Roger Rabbit cartoon spin, would love to hear your thoughts. If you've been on it, leave a comment. Yeah. (laughs)
Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let me know. Someone live stream it. I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well. 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 Seeing the movie for the first time. Yes. Tell me everything. I thought it was incredible. Yes. Yes. Good. (laughs) I really, I love just about everything about it. Yes. I like the way that it blends like the animation and the live action. The script was really good. Yeah. The, like the writing was great. The humor was really good. The villain, Judge Doom, probably one of the best villains that we've watched so far. <laughs> yeah. I got really, like, M. Bison vibes from Street Fighter about okay. him. Just, like, Christopher Lloyd's performance, right. which was fantastic. And um, the guy that plays M. Bison, whose name is escaping me at the moment. John. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that it worked a lot better in this movie, just because, mm-hmm. like, the Street Fighter movie is based on a video game, and everyone is kind of hamming it up like a video game a little bit. Or, like, there's definitely, like, a a cheesiness to the Street Fighter movie. But the way that Christopher Lloyd acts with the cartoons and the... It all all works really well. He's having fun and he's giving it his all. Yeah. He is such a good villain. Many a child was scarred by that villain. I was not one of them, but I know of several people who were like, Judge Doom was just too scary for me when his little eyes pop out. I'm like, remember me? I'm not surprised because I did not see this as a small child, mm-hmm. but he reminds me of what I remember, which is not to say an accurate memory, no, okay. but what I remember the villain in the Spice Girls Who <laughs> 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 always scared me because at one point he came out of the toilet at <laughs> I didn't like that he had that power. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> Judge Doom, Spice Girls villain, same person. Same person. I'm gonna look him up. Hold on. Raul Julia. That was the guy that played M. Bison. Raul um, Julia. Yes. Uh, also great. Fantastic performance from Christopher Lloyd. Fantastic performance from Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I love that he, he's. He. I don't know if. He probably wasn't actually drunk on set, but he looks so inebriated. Like he's got right? three hours of sleep in every scene that he's in. Like, he, and it's just so good. Like, like his like, eyes are dazed even. I like, know, and he's sweaty and like... Yeah, he just looks totally plastered. Completely. And really great acting. Yes, easily an 8 or 9 out of 10. Yes. Just wonderful movie. Just a masterpiece all around. How did you like it, Kristen? This it's, was your first time seeing it as well, right? No, it was not. Oh, it was I saw not. it for the first time only like two months ago. Probably. So, fairly recently, it's fine. (laughs) And I don't like that I feel that way because I feel like it has a lot of potential for it to be a thing that I enjoy and that you have the tunes and the real life together as one. The Neuer of it all. And I thoroughly enjoy all the Neuer stereotypes of like... The, the punchy lines yeah. and, like, the detective who and drinks and all these The high heel ladies who have witty comebacks to just about every flirtation. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it's a fun time. And, and you know, you get to see some beloved characters. Yeah. And Christopher Lloyd did a great job. I also hadn't known that Christopher Lloyd was in the movie. So when I did first see it, I was like, oh, my God, it's Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fine. Does it make you feel any better about the movie to learn that? According to Wikipedia, the actor who played the voice of Roger, Charles Fleischer, insisted on wearing a Roger Rabbit costume while on set to get into character. I like it. It's not 
this boosting my rating of the movie. Well, when you mentioned how good the actors were, I wanted to also give a shout out to Charles Flesher because he's just wonderful. And I like that he wore a Roger Rabbit costume to when they were filming. Yeah. I think also part of it could be that I could not stand Roger's voice and I needed him to have a different voice. <laughs> I hated it. Is that why you disguise your own voice to yes. be doing before the podcast? Yeah. Okay. It's to hide my identity, but also um, a self-loathing thing. Okay. <laughs> so I, I didn't like his voice. I do like the whimsy behind it. Like I like when Christopher Lloyd is trying to find him and is like, no tune can resist this. Uh, shape and and Roger was just like freaking yeah. out because I also feel the need to be like, <laughs> I don't know if that microphone is Um, but it's fine. I think that you're wrong. I'm I should enjoy it more. I don't know why I don't. But something isn't. There's a part it's, of it's, that isn't it, alive. It needed a little something sprinkled on top. No. And it didn't no. have it. It has all the sprinkles. It is a on little top. some sprinkled it on is top. so freaking good. Well, the first time I saw it, I didn't the, there were no subtitles. Oh, that's And I've become yeah. a person who can't hear without yeah. subtitles. So last night I had subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I want to, I feel bad that I don't. Care well, for at it. least you feel bad. What? At least you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my life these days. Mm-hmm. Feeling bad. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. I just, I just how, like. How do you t- tell me some more thoughts, Howie? It just like it treats animation with such respect. There are so like like there are movies that have done the whole animation and live action mixing thing, and none of them look as good as Roger Rabbit. I was surprised at how good it looked, considering yeah. it was the 80s, which is not to say the 80s had, like, really bad stuff, but, like, it blended in pretty well. Yeah, and I think if I saw that today, I'd be like, oh, wow, that blended in pretty well. Yeah. We have so much more stuff, good stuff, these days to be able to do that, presumably, than in 88. Their practical effects were just so good. Like, um... When Jessica Rabbit, like, pushes his coat aside. Yeah. I wanted to see a behind-the-scenes of that. I'm sure it's just, like, some strings or a green screen. The behind-the-scenes are really funny like, because sometimes it's just, like, a sock. <laughs> or, like, like Bob Hoskins did such a good job. Like, they had to have something at, like, eye contact with, yeah. like, where Roger or Jessica would be. Yeah. So that the actors had a frame of reference. So I love watching the behind the scenes when it is just a stick or a sock. <laughs> or like, and I just feel like a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or like uh, when the weasels are Weasling. in, yeah, the weaseling in Eddie's apartment, and they've all got their guns out. They're real guns. They didn't animate the guns. So what they did was they just they just tied string around the guns <laughs> and like put like used them as like puppets to be yeah. like, oh, the weasels are over here, the guns are over here. And I love that they were like, no, we're gonna use real guns. The weasels are going to hold real guns, and we're going to do that, and it's going to be fun. And like. The animation just looks so natural next to the humans. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to make the animation more realistic or anything like that. They were just like, this is a tune. This is a person. They're here now. They exist They're together. The world. They yes. are interacting with each other. It is so fantastic. And I want all the filmmakers who are definitely listening to this podcast to know how much I appreciate your work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Detective Pikachu 
obviously like owes a lot to this movie just yeah. with like uh-huh. you know the scenes in the Pokemon town whose name I don't remember Rhyme City yeah yeah <laughs> all but the Neuer components yeah all the Neuer all components the Neuer. yeah it's um but I love that they were still able to do it with 2D probably hand-painted characters as well like and and when we first go to toontown and i i everything is just like chaotic i love yeah. i love bob hoskins face in that scene where he's in the car and like you can tell he already hates this place yeah, he hates it so much <laughs> but then he gets out of the car and he's like on the cartoon road and yeah. like everything is a cartoon around him for the first time and, and like he learns how to like oh i'm in a cartoon world i can move the road and cartoon cartoon will hit it. yeah yeah, yeah. Cartoon I don't know. That was all. That was all great. Um, also, apparently, the first and only time that Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny have been yeah. together on screen, and they're just Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's yeah. like, listen, you kind of expect that from Bugs, right? but Mickey, who definitely has a parachute and is not just like here, hold on to me while I release Bugs my parachute. Spare. Yeah, um, just lets him fall to his death. Just lets him. I respect it. Did you know there was an MMORPG called Toontown Online? Oh, David, please. I played Toontown <laughs> Online. But I couldn't I pay. Might know. My parents wouldn't like pay for it. So uh-huh. I just did the three-day trial with different email addresses that I would make explicitly <laughs> for the three-day trial. And then I'd go... And I liked swimming under the docks because you didn't have to hold your breath. You could just swim there. Yeah. And so I would go meet up with my little friends not like real friends like people in game who i hung out with sometimes and recognized um and i'd float underneath the donald duck store dock something donald duck donald duck yeah yeah i liked toontown quite a bit but my parents wouldn't pay for it i remember seeing commercials for toontown did not play it (laughs) it was busy on the disney channel website playing those games i did want to ask you what cartoons did you grow up with as a kid like did you watch any of the tom and jerry like bugs bunny kind of stuff that this is referencing Mm, a little bit i watched tom and jerry i like tom and jerry um i I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid one of my favorite ones was fillmore did you ever watch Fillmore? fillmore yeah he was um a like detective they were all hall monitors at school, yeah. and they would just, like, solve various different, like, crimes and mysteries. So, okay. Fillmore was a lot of fun. Um, I watched Brace Face and Pepper Ann. I did watch Tom and Jerry, if we're talking more, like, classic things. Oh, I was just wondering um, in general. I watched a lot of them, and then, like, Disney had various different... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Big Fairly Odd Parents Kid. That was probably my go-to... As a youth. Yeah, um, Spongebob. Hmm? Spongebob. I mean, I watched Spongebob, but, like, if I had to pick one, it would be fairly odd parents. Yeah, that's fair. And they had a musical episode. Yeah. I still think of songs from it. <laughs> and it came out when I was 10, because I remember they had a thing that was like, trust no one over 10, and little 10-year-old me was like, yeah! <laughs> and so that has stuck with me. Um, I don't I watched David the Barbarian, which was dumb, but really (laughs) (laughs) I know that I've seen a little bit of it, and I was like, yeah, the show is fine, but then I came across something on Pinterest that had, like, a clip from the show that was, like, 
Using nothing but a squirrel, some twine, and a megaphone, Dave fashions a megaphone. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And so I watched a lot of, like, cartoons, but then it's funny because when um, Avatar came out, I was like, this looks like the dumbest show I've ever seen. (laughs) So I didn't watch it. And same with Danny Phantom. And they're, like, two of my favorites, and they're two of the best. So I don't know why little me was so judgmental about them. It's like... (laughs) Ghosts, especially, are yeah. right up my alley. Ghosts are um, rad. I always wanted to like Courage the Cowardly Dog, but it was too scary sometimes. And big Totally Spies kid. Because Totally Spies, spies. show. Okay. So lots and lots of cartoons. Lots and lots of cartoons. We were a big TV family. I know some yeah. people are like, TV will rot the children's brain. And my parents were like, we should have a TV in every room in this house. <laughs> yeah. My, my, all right, my parents were just such a heavy Disney family that I grew up watching some of the classic, like, Mickey cartoons. Not, like, the really old classic ones, but, like, at Christmas, you know, his, like, Gift of the Magi one and the, like... Never seen okay. it. Okay. And the, like, ah. Uh, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas and like classic, yeah, that kind of thing. What about Once Upon a Christmas, mm-hmm. skipped right over. She sure did. <laughs> My neighbors liked Tom and Jerry and that kind of thing a lot, and I remember that uh, I was friends with the neighbor who was my age. But then her little brother once asked me, like, "Do you think Tom and Jerry is funny?" And I was like, "It's like it's a fine." And then he was like, "But do you think it's funny?" And I was like, "I mean, not really." And then he was like. <laughs> But do you think it's funny? <laughs> and he was like little, and I was like, I don't want to break it to this kid that I'm not a huge. You should have lied. Tom and Jerry fan. I could have. I could have just done that, but I didn't because I had principles, mm. and they involved Breaking not sparing child's feelings. Yeah. Um, um, we were just such a happy Disney family. But I also like instead of watching TV, TV, I would pop in a Disney movie and then stop it after forty minutes when my mom was like, "It's time to go outside and have a life." So. <laughs> Yeah. I did that. She also um, hated Pokemon so much. Oh, I watched a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon was one of my go-tos. Wanted to watch it all the time. Caught it on TV sometimes. Borrowed a VHS once or twice from my cousin. But my mom just didn't like it very much. She wanted me to watch um, Care Bears, which is lamer than Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that. And then she was very like, oh, your sisters used to watch such nice cartoons and you're watching these animals fight each other and these weird little girls with big eyes. That was the Powerpuff Girls. Didn't like Club. the Powerpuff Girls. You didn't like the Powerpuff Girls? No, she didn't girl. like the Powerpuff Girls. Like, oh, she thought they were creepy. Oh no, they're fun. Watched yeah. the Powerpuff Girls. Watched Pokemon. Watched Arthur. Clifford. Yeah. Franklin. All those. Liberty's Kids. Oh, Franklin. Loved Franklin. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up with, like, the cartoons, but not necessarily, like, the kind of old age Hollywood cartoons that play before, mm-hmm. you know, a, a movie in the theater. The thing is yeah. that I probably, of those, only watched Tom and Jerry, because all the other ones I thought were boring and redundant, <laughs> but something about Tom and Jerry was just, like, a little bit to the left of that enough that I liked it. And I don't, it could have just been that I liked the cat and the mouse and I thought they were cute, but that's <laughs> also. Trying to get murdered yeah, each other. That's the only like right. classic a la the cartoon sequence at the beginning of Roger Rabbit yeah. thing I watched. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did watch 
some of the Animaniacs. And by some of, I mean I mostly watched Wacko's Wish, which is unironically one of the best movies ever made. Okay. It's just a made-for-TV movie with the Animaniacs and other rotating cast members of that IP taking on different characters, and it's just good. We had an Animaniacs bowling game on the PlayStation that I would play. And I think we had a couple different Animaniacs things, but I don't have any memories of actually watching the Animaniacs, so that may have been my older siblings who watched it and not me. What about you, David? What did you watch? I did watch a lot of Animaniacs, Uh which was one of the best. Yep. Uh, the Tick, just amazing. I know The Tick. The Tick is, the the humor in The Tick is, it's not really aimed at children. It, it's sort of like Animaniacs, where like, it's a children's cartoon, but the jokes are, all go over children's head a lot of the time. Tick is like that too. Okay. There's um, a wonderful thing. And like, the world of The Tick, it's both like a superhero thing and sort of sitcom here, where like, a thing happens and then like, we'll go back to the status quo at the end. But... Um, there are things that happen that continue from episode to episode that are amazing. Like one of them, there's a bad guy named Chairface Chippendale, who is a guy with a chair for a head. (laughs) And his big nefarious plot is he's going to take a big laser and carve his name into the moon. Good for him. And the tick is going to go and stop him, but he doesn't get there in time. So he gets to like, cha. (laughs) (laughs) Before the tick is able to to keep him from continuing, so he just like spin the moon. So then, every time that you see the full moon for the rest of the series, (laughs) (laughs) it just says "cha" (laughs) as a reference to that one episode. It's so good. Like that one was fantastic, Um, and these are all things that were like network stuff. I watched a lot of like Bugs Bunny, because they played mm-hmm. that on Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. Um, and Tom and Jerry and all of that, like the Merry Melodies stuff. Because um, I didn't have cable as a child until I was in middle school. Uh, so when I was growing up here in my dad's house, which is where we're recording the studio, that was all we had on TV was the stuff was like, you know, we had five channels worth of television yeah. and saw the stuff, the the Bugs Bunny stuff and the, you know, that was all part of that. And then when I got to middle school and my mom decided to invest in cable. <laughs> and your <laughs> like, life was like forever you do. changed. My life was forever changed. I got into like Toonami and like I know Toonami, yeah. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I watched a bunch of Sailor Moon. because that Sailor Moon was oh, great. Sailor Moon. That was on like right after school when I got out. Uh, Reboot was a favorite of mine. I don't know. You can tell there's an age gap between us. <laughs> Reboot was one of the first like computer animated cartoons i think it was the first okay uh they did play it a bit on saturday mornings on like abc but then toonami picked it up and like anyways are you familiar with code lyoko is it kind of like code lyoko no i have no idea what that is oh code lyoko was also 3d animated but only half of it because like the 3d animated part was a computer world that they would like this is all a computer world. It's they everybody lives in a computer okay. and then sometimes a program will get downloaded or something. Okay. <laughs> and they have to go and like race spaceships or whatever to stop the viruses from taking over okay. the computer or whatever. It's pretty I good. Uh my other question 
that is arguably more important is have you are you familiar at all with Phineas and Ferb? Uh, I've never seen it, but I am familiar with the name okay. Phineas and Ferb. Because 104 days of summer vacation. And then school comes around just to end them. So the annual problem after our generation <laughs> is finally a good way to spend it. Like maybe <laughs> building a rocket. <laughs> finding a mummy. I thought, wait, mummy, mummy. mummy. <laughs> Coming up the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Discovering something that doesn't exist. We're giving a monkey a shower. Burr, 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 burr. Leading him with a costume. <laughs> Frankenstein's brain. It's a bird. Fighting a dodo bird. Fighting a carnage. Driving our sister insane. Mom. As you can see, see there's, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. So stick with, with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They did. So that didn't. You <laughs> 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 talked about IT stuff. Okay. It wasn't actually on when I was a child, but when I was like a teenager. It premiered, and I happened to be, like, flipping through cartoon channels when oh. it played, and I don't know how familiar you are with the core concept. Do you know anything about Phineas and Ferb? Only the theme song. <laughs> that we just sang? <laughs> yeah. So, so the A-plot is always the two boys, Phineas and Ferb, their brothers, mm-hmm. trying to, like, do something fun on another day of summer vacation. Yeah. Um, and then there's a B-plot that involves... Their, pla- their pet platypus sneaking off and putting on a fedora and then he gets a spy theme song because he's part of like an all-animal spy agency and okay. he has a nemesis in the tri-state area who tries to do very silly things with his with his villainy. And okay. um, the first time I watched it, I had no context for this. So the platypus just like snuck off and then they play the song that goes like, Perry, when he puts on his hat. And I lost my shit when I was looking at it. Because I was like, what, what is this? And then it became one of my favorite cartoons ever. Because okay. it is so fucking funny. I've heard, I've heard good things about it. And I know that it was very popular mm-hmm. and made a jillion dollars for yeah, the guy that it created did. it. Yeah. Uh, Doofen, the Dr. Doofenshmirtz is like the villain. Like his job is just villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes a different invention every episode that always ends with Innator. But they have really grade A jokes. Like on his, like on his birthday, um, he's giving Perry his tragic backstory. And he's like, it all started on the day of my actual birth when both my parents failed to show up. And it's just a nurse holding a crying baby, and there's like an empty hospital bed, and she's like, I don't know what to do with this baby. And, and he, someone asks him how he affords all of his things, and it's through alimony, because he's divorced from his wife, who happens to be loaded. Okay. And his child support pays for all of his stupid invaders. And he's like, He's, like, trying to sell his office building at one point or something, and he's like, I'm having a really hard time because I spent all my money on these gargoyle statues, and nobody likes them. (laughs) And it's a really, really classic show that has humor that reminds me... The way that you described the tick reminded me of the kind of humor that Doofenshmirtz does. Yeah. Yeah. I told him about the... It all started on the day of my actual birth. 
when both my parents failed to show up. <laughs> he was also raised by ocelots because his parents didn't want him. <laughs> I saw then a gif on Tumblr the other day of like, this is the best gif in animation. And it was that he had put a sticker on the wall to look like it was his window. And it wasn't. And he had like put a blind over the actual window. So he was waiting for someone to like swing into it. And then I think he like rips the sticker down. And you can see in, in the picture, he like glares up at the actual human <laughs> words. And then something comes in and hits him anyway. And I don't remember the complete context of it, but I watched it like 10 times. <laughs> it was a fun time. Fun time. Yeah, I I was mostly a Cartoon Network kid. I didn't really go for the Disney Channel mm-hmm. stuff as much. So that would maybe explain. There's so many, there's so many good cartoons when, when we were young. Was a little bit less of a Cartoon Network kid just because they're kind of hit or miss for me like again I wanted to watch Courage the Cowardly Dog sometimes it was too scary mm-hmm. um and then I did not like Ed, Ed and Eddie I didn't like Invaders in them um there was something else too so like Cartoon Network was a little hit or miss but like the ABC Family ones always good PBS Kids good Nickelodeon good Disney good I mean I watched a lot of the um because Cartoon Network would have like the Hanna Barbera mm-hmm. hour or yeah. whatever, so I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. Oh, because, yeah. like, it was the I meant best. to mention Scooby Doo. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And um, I loved. Don't um, blow your nose. I have to go blow my nose, but I loved Top Cat. <laughs> he's just like a gangster cat. I never. Heard of <laughs> Top Cat. I know because he's a really old cartoon that achieved middling levels of fame, not high levels of fame. Mm-hmm. He wears a little purple vest and hat. I love him we'll see. very, very much. Is that one or two words? Uh, two words. Top, top cat. cat. I think I know. Hannah Barbera. I think I know Top Cat. Oh, okay. I've seen this guy. Yeah, you've seen him around. I've seen him around. He's like middle I feel like he was on like cereal boxes. Yeah. <laughs> he was like famous enough that you're like, oh, I remember that cat. Yeah. But not that you haven't watched think, yeah, that no, cat. Didn't watch anything. I watched that cat. Because it's the 11 Top Cat film. I, oh. I know. <laughs> I know there's a 2011 Top, Top Cat film. Yeah. Oh, this one's 2015. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Sequel? What? Have you not seen it? What is wrong with you? Top Cat Begins. A conversation <laughs> about Roger Rabbit should not have led me to this movie. And yet. <laughs> and yet here did. we are. And here we are. This to movie is not even 10 years old. The gang is bored. It has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. <laughs> To be fair, this hasn't really been a conversation about Roger Rabbit yet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I steered us wrong. Oh, there's a there's a Top Cat Funko Pop with incredibly soulless that. eyes. I saw. <laughs> Look at this. This is. I like that Funko Pop. Okay, Take but like back. he's definitely going to steal your soul. Like, if like I don't think the big. St- okay, I think like I think some of them are creepy. I don't think that's one of them. If but you like, hear a voice in the night, you would not be surprised to discover the voice is going. But like this is his. These are his normal eyes. But the the Funko Pop eyes are always like that. They're always. Yeah. Evil? Ever. Yeah. Huh. They're right. always just dark circles. Ever wonder how this eating like feline got his start? No. Well, Top Cat Begins <laughs> reveals the origins of everything you know and love about this classic comedy hero. I know What follows is an adventure so crazy that it has to be seen to believe. <laughs> Announced sequel of animated film Top Cat. 
Was this summary Top is Hat nothing. Also a three D animated. No, thing? Ta- no, it, no. The twenty eleven one is just a. I'm so sick of three D animation. Yeah, no. Like, this, they just they can't make animation for that one. That's how it is. It's a Hanna Barbera cartoon. And the thing is, I, I guess I'm not like always sick of it. It's just that everybody's trying to do the three D animation, oh, and, and it one, does not always need it. And this I'm one tired. Has, like a yeah. real summary. There's a new police chief in the neighborhood who is disappointed with Officer Dibble's performance. The chief and his army of robots declare war on Top Cat and his gang of feisty felines. Oh, how is yeah. that penguin movie? They fight the they fight the scamper. Yeah, scamper the penguin is a very cute movie. We were talk. I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking the other day, and I was like, I remember that I used to watch this movie with a blue penguin and a pink penguin. One's a boy, one's a girl. Two guesses which, and they used to have like these crackers that looked really good. And that's really all I remember about the movie, and Hallie remembered the movie, and then she watched it the other day. There they all are. Right. There they are. There they are, David. Scamper is the blue one, and oh. Snowflake is the pink one, and Louie is the macaroni penguin. A macaroni penguin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say. That's Scamper what that has is. many but adventures, such as. Yeah. Delicious, right? Um, <laughs> they look pretty good. But uh, Scamper has to flee from a killer whale at some point. And I've traced my fear of whales back to all the penguin movies that I watched as a child. <laughs> because they almost always had to f- had to like flee from killer whales. And I'm going to show you the killer whale from from Pebble and the Penguin. Anybody? No. Just me. All right. Don't, don't cool. know that one. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, here's that whale. I like it. No, you don't. Yeah, it's I a do. scary fucking whale. It's, I don't. Scary whale. It's a scary whale. whale, and it's very big. And uh, the main penguin, whose name is like Hubie or something, just wants to get the nice pebble to propose to Maria or Marina. Hubie. One of those two. Oh, you said the main penguin. The main said the main penguin. No, he's a nice penguin. That sounds like a nice thing to do. He's a nice penguin. The main penguin is like a Gaston penguin. I don't remember what his name is. Is he especially good at expectorating? No. Mm. But he can dance. He has a song. There's like three songs in it. There were a couple songs in Scamper. I don't remember. That. Yeah, they're not very good. So, But I learned a lot about penguins watching Scamper. Sometimes I think about watching Happy Feet. And then I remember that in the middle it just gets real depressing. It really so. does. <laughs> I have to go blow my nose. Yeah, get out. Okay, so about... Roger Rabbit. Roger, yeah, Roger Rabbit. The Rabbit. A groundbreaking animated film. I convinced. I took a film class in high school, and I convinced my teacher to show like this is one of her movies for a noir study. I'm sorry, a noir study. Thank you. And uh, an animation study, and uh, she did. And she used it to teach many film lessons, such Um, as this is a good film. Sword and Stone. Archimedes. Yeah. We're back to the lore comic cards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I want to talk about Judge Doom. (laughs) Judge Judge Doom, Judge, that's you. That's me. That's you, (laughs) just to a T. Yeah, I. um, He's just. He's so evil. He's he's gonna build a freeway. He's He's gonna gonna destroy Toontown. I love that. That's the the big, like, plot. The the thing that, plan. Yeah, the whole thing that the movie hinges on is that Judge Doom is going to exterminate all of the tunes because he wants to build a big road with some casting. But the <laughs> right thing is, 
Capitalism is always the villain. It is. Yeah. So I know. it's relevant true. today. What I however many years later. And like it's so much worse that it's a town full of tunes. Uh, like obviously displaced people probably have nowhere to go, but like that's Toon Town. It's Toon Town. There's no and justice you... for tunes anymore. Yeah, you know and they're kind of just like portrayed as second class citizens because yeah. they are. No I'm kidding. Real mad. No, he wasn't just going to displace them. He was going to melt them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With dip and like, there's probably. I don't know. There's, there's probably a bunch of academic papers written about this, but this is like a thing that actually happens in LA. I know. It's like they'll decide that we need a new stadium. So what's gonna happen? Where are we gonna put it? Yeah. I guess it's gonna be where all of these and people live. It's also like, well, why would anyone need a car when you can take the red car for a nickel? And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, public transportation sure is nice, and mm-hmm. that is still. Like a problem today. Yeah. And what if we replace public transportation with eight-lane uh-huh. freeways that right? you have to own a car to drive? Yeah. On. What if walkable cities were no longer a thing? Yeah. And um, it makes me sad. And I'm glad that they found the will so the tunes can yeah. not build a freeway through their yeah. home. Right. And so they can just keep LA's good public transportation system. Anyways, wonderful villain. Lots of social commentary that could be Tons. made as well. Tons. About Tons. That. And then he's got like creepy red eyes. He's got creepy two oh, eyes. Oh, he's got, got creepy, creepy voice. Creepy voice, creepy red eyes, creepy scarily white teeth. Yeah. Um, I do not like when he popped up after being flattened. That's alarming. The little and the sound effect they play. Yeah, like, yeah that's like nightmare inducing. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. He's such a good villain. And he murdered Eddie's brother, yeah, Teddy. <laughs> just, just to add that to his list like... of crimes. That's just funny. It made it sound like it was a good thing. <laughs> we were no, listing just bad like... things, but he listed it, and my brain was like, "Oh, she's saying a good thing," and I'm like, "No, no." I'm adding it to his list of crimes because they they play that backstory. You know, he's like. Dropped a piano on his head, and uh, and and and. Oh, it's the whale. They all turn. Yeah. First they do the turn when she's like, he was killed by a tune. And they're like, what? And then she's like, dropped a piano on his head. And they all just turn glumly. He's like, I can still see those red eyes staring at me. And hear his high squeaky voice. And it's like, oh, this is like really traumatizing. And the way they set that up is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good payoff. He's just, he's just, he's so full of murder. Judge Doom. Just a, Murder, but also like unethical capitalism. Because he bought the election because Eddie was like, that guy's a judge. And the other cop acquaintance was like, yeah, he flooded the bank with simoleons and then bought the election. So like, he's just, he's just a commerce bad guy. You could say the two go hand guy. in hand. You could say the two go hand in hand. Murder and unethical and money. capitalism. Murder and money. Capitalism is bad. Just it's also just like the stones to be like, yes, I'm going to do dip on this rabbit myself, even though I also am a tune. And the way he like puts on the glove, like I know he puts on the glove, but he's still like, there's got to be some pretty deep self-loathing. To uh, he also makes his voice lower to hide the high pitch <laughs> voice. <laughs> he does. He does. Does like he? me? Like you? He does. 
don't know. He's just a good villain. Good villain. good villain. Great villain, in fact. Yeah. Great. But he doesn't have a villain's song. Where's his poor unfortunate souls? It's really a missed opportunity. It, it is. is. But someone who does have a musical song. You could write it. Well, I guess all songs are musical. Well, a musical maybe song. Maybe I take that back. <laughs> Anyways, one of the people who has a song. Nice Moana card. Eddie Valiant. Eddie! Eddie Our Rogers is his name. And Laughter is his game. Uh, he does some flips and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie. Let's talk about that uh, gentleman. Eddie's, Eddie's arc being like, smile, I'm begging you, is such a good... <laughs> Like, it's very important to me that in this this Neuer film, um, the thing that turned his life around isn't, like, solving the case of a lifetime or um, a, a beautiful woman. It's this weird cartoon rabbit who's like, hey, what if things were funny? And, yeah. like, and, like, and it's not that Eddie changes into a funny person. He's still, like serious and gruff and like god i hate you in town at the end but he clearly has a soul and that's just so important and i love their friendship and i was really really sad the day that bob hoskins passed away because people kept doing sad fan art of roger and eddie and it was really really upsetting yeah that sounds very upsetting yeah because they definitely um are close friends after the case like in their hypothetical in their hypothetical uh, fictional universe afterwards, I'm sure there's fan fiction. In the, in the fan fiction. In the fan fiction, yeah, they're just like friends, and uh, they maintain that friendship through the rest of their lives. That's just how it is because uh, Roger taught him how to feel again. They're besties for the resty. Uh huh. And helped him get over his grief, and he now has revenge on the dude who killed his brother. So like things are looking up for Eddie. He's gonna be sober. Yep. Um, maybe he'll get a house that isn't just his office where he pulls down the file cabinet to sleep in the, in the, in the shitty bed. Yeah. Things are, things are really turned around for Eddie. Things are really turned around for Eddie. Thanks to... Roger. Thanks to Roger. Thanks to Roger. Yeah. And Eddie's so great. He wants to make people laugh. He just wants to make people laugh. And Eddie is so mean to him, but Roger doesn't like... Back off isn't quite the right phrase, but, like, Roger doesn't really let it phase him, and I love that kind of relationship. Like, Eddie yells at him a lot, and he's like, you gotta, no, you gotta get out of here. And I love when Roger is like, nobody saw me, but I didn't know where your office was, so I had to ask 11,000 people for directions. (laughs) And then when the weasels come, they're like, we heard the rabbit was here, and it was corrugated by several others. And it's a good line. Um, But he's just like, He's so mean, but he also still has a heart. And the trope of grizzled, crusty man who's dead inside. What? I don't want to use the word crusty. Grizzled, crusty man who's (laughs) dead inside. um, Still kind of has a heart and won't turn in a cartoon rabbit for murder. That's good stuff. That's such good stuff. Didn't move you, though. No. God. <laughs> Why are you like this? I truly, I felt nothing. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I felt, the most thing I felt was the poor little shoe. The poor little it shoe. It is a very sad scene with it the shoe. It is a very sad scene and with the shoe. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's that's that your one memory from me. this. From and this. it moved me in a sad way. Just a real bummer. Just a real <laughs> bummer. And yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about Jessica Rabbit? She was fine. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so I don't, great. I liked her. Um I like that she loves Roger. They're such a cute couple. They are a cute couple. What do you see in him? He makes me laugh. It's just it's nice that Roger's power is his is his his comedy. Yeah. 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 And she's fine. How did you guys feel about Jessica Rabbit? I'm not bad, just drawn that way. It's such as it's such an iconic line. When did she say it? Um, <laughs> she's in Eddie's office and Eddie is like oh you came here to shoot me or something like that and she's like no Mr. Valiant I really just want to find my husband I'm not bad just drawn that way and then his head hits her boobs because they're really big I would it doesn't I know she's a tune but I'm yeah. like her dress would not stay up like <laughs> they put four you frames mean... of animation on that dress to get it to sparkle the right way in the it scene worked. where she sings. But like... It's quite sparkly. Yeah. Without some fabric tape. Okay, <laughs> but she's... And I mean, she's like... Up. Cartoonishly sexy, so it like goes a little bit far. But I don't want to say that I like all the sex jokes around Jessica, but I love the scene where she sings in the club and all the men are there. And Eddie's like, oh man, Marvin Acme's got a thing for rabbits, huh? Because Eddie's an idiot, he didn't know. And I, I kind of love me. What? I thought it was very creepy. No, it is. But it's like, it's funny to me that this woman who is keeping the ink and paint club afloat and has all these creepers who come to watch her all the time is happily married to a rabbit. That just makes me, like, that context of it makes it better for me. And it's such a good scene and such a good way to introduce her character because like we also see her through the lens of sexy performing you could slut shame her like that's and you shouldn't but like you could but then she's like I'm not mad I'm not drawn that we could slut shame her oh you know like oh she's a slush hammer slush hammer (laughs) and I was like what what is it to slush hammer (laughs) you could also do that to her I suppose but like and then she and Markman don't even like have sex. They just play patty cake. That's one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Just like patty cake, patty cake. Oh, Marvin, patty cake. And then it cuts to Roger saying it over and over, and is really sad. It's a, it's a really good joke. It's a really good. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, but we see her through that lens first, and then it's like, oh no, she's just like happily married to Roger. She's not playing anyone the way that annoyer. Um, lady trope would because the woman is almost always villainous in some way and she's not at all which is also why the ride bothered me she was wearing a trench coat and she was with the weasels and i could not figure it out on the roger rabbit cartoons bin Mm. it was pointed out to me that perhaps it was supposed to be a roger rabbit cartoon they were like acting in like within Mm. universe but i don't know anyway it has like a rabbit is wonderful i've seen some little online posts and theories about how she could be like ace or something like that and i think that's cool 
I think that would that's I think that's a cool fan headcanon that you have. Cool. I like that because she's a headcanon. Yeah, it's nice, and a lot of them are on Jessica because she's a baller. There was apparently a controversy in the mid '90s with the Laserdisc release of the movie. Okay. That apparently, if you were there were certain there's a certain scene that if you slowed it down to like I don't know like frame by frame or whatever mm-hmm. you were supposedly able to see that Jessica Rabbit wasn't wearing any underwear in one of the scenes I... and it, apparently it says on the Wikipedia many retailers said that within minutes of the Laserdisc debut their entire inventory was sold out. The run was fueled by media reports about the controversy, including stories on CNN and various newspapers. I just feel like that's someone who has maybe a little too much that's focus on just because it's real men instead of the fake ones. I, that's she's like she's she's like cartoonishly sexy. It's almost to the point where it's not even like attractive anymore because she's just so out there the proportions are just so wild that it's like who is people like all sorts of things <sighs> we don't kink shame in this house unless you're being creepy to jessica rabbit <laughs> just don't be creepy is what it always comes down to don't be creepy. and everyone it was it was the <laughs> fact so that they that. were so creepy <laughs> just in the movie like when marvin's like spraying the extra cologne stuff oh no it seems like I'm not like creepily overexcited. Marvin. And then the patty cake thing, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Marvin is bad. Marvin is creepy and he's bad. I think those are really good scenes for the movie, though. All right. Hard pass. They're excellent, excellent scenes. Uh, what did you think about Jessica Rabbit? I love that the movie keeps like pointing the finger at her and being like she's the murderer she's the yeah. one that's been doing it and then like no because they just... treat her like a femme fatale yeah but she's she's but she not just she just really... cares about her husband and yeah. she wants to help and she hits him over the one head those... with a frying pan but like to keep him safe you do yeah. what and you then you see her like running do. away from the scene after yeah um, doom shoots maroon and that's yeah. why like i was so bamboozled to see trench coat right jessica rabbit with the weasels in the right because i was like but she's but they love each other they're such a good couple all right so on the subject of judge doom yeah casting uh-huh tim curry auditioned for the role of judge doom but was rejected because the producers found him too terrifying <laughs> how do you feel about that I can tim see curry that. as judge doom i mean well, I can see him being terrifying in the wrong way. Like, they don't want a clown until the very end. And even when Tim Curry isn't being, like, a silly villain, he just has creepy clown vibes. And yeah. that's not quite... Mean, like, because he was in it. I mean, like, I have, I've never well, seen... Well, he was in it because he has creepy clown vibes. <laughs> okay. I've never seen <laughs> his it, but... I remember he was still like unsettling in Clue, and I love Clue, but he was like unsettling. He was funny and so quickly, but just like specifically in Home Alone Two: Lost in New York, because that's what I know him most from. <laughs> I've never seen a Home Alone movie. Really? They're quite, they're, they're quite good. Never. I like the Home Alone movies, uh, but he's in that one. As they're both good. 
like a plasma. There's only two. I know this Um I am content to not see them. <laughs> and he's like he's like creepy in that one in the sense that he's like an adult figure who clearly doesn't have your best interests at heart and is caring way too much about ratting out a child. Yeah. So like that's the vibe and that's just the vibes I associate him with and I feel like they need someone sterner for the vibe of Judge Doom they're going for at least at the beginning but I would be interested to see if they were like well Tim if we cast you we don't even have to animate any part of, <laughs> of you as a tune so we, we can't we can't do that because it'll keep us up at night <laughs> that we don't have to do that Okay. So I can see that, but I want to know. What? Okay, Tim Curry was only the first of this list of people I'm going to mention. Oh my god. Christopher Lee was also considered, right. but turned it down. Hold on, I have to look up who Christopher Lee is. He's he was a... Dracula in one of the many Draculas that we watched. And uh, Sauron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, well not... Saruman. Saruman! Well, okay, their names are almost they're the same. Like, they, like, they yeah. should have Oh, Count Dooku? Yeah, he's also Count Dooku. I could see that because I thought he was alarming as Count Dooku when I saw that as a youth. Next up, John Cleese also expressed interest in the role. I see John Cleese doing a good job. Always deemed not scary enough. I was going to say, yeah, uh, he can't... Tim... Okay, here's the thing. is that Tim Curry is the person who, like, even when he's not playing a villain... He's going to play the person that you you think is the villain the whole time. Like, especially for a kid's thing, they're going to be like, oh, it's definitely him, Mr. Johnson. Yep. And then it's not Mr. Johnson, but it's you still get weird vibes from Mr. Johnson. That's Tim Curry's character. Yep. John Cleese, I feel like, is the one who you could try to make him seem like the villain. And they're always like, no, <laughs> that's not what he would do. He would not say that. He would not do that. Like, he could it be just a villain, work. but he would be like a goof kind of a villain. Uh, he's like a villain a la the Pink Panther movie. Right, like, exactly. He's that kind of thing. He's not, like a Doofenshmirtz-esque almost. Yeah, not actual what we got villain. Yeah. He couldn't do that. No offense to Sir Cleese, but... No, I just don't think he's right for this specific yeah. role. But Christopher Lloyd, yeah. I mean, he nailed it. He Christopher it Lloyd apart. also apparently avoided blinking his eyes while on camera to portray his character. Just something that next time you watch, maybe you go and see if he ever blinks. I'm so happy for him. Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday. I'm so happy. There's also um, some choices for Eddie Valiant. I'll run by these really quick. Harrison Ford. Mm. The original choice. No. But his price was too high. Good. Chevy Chase was the second choice. No. But not interested. Bill Murray was considered for the role, but apparently he had a weird method of receiving offers for roles <laughs> so he missed out on it Eddie Murphy reportedly turned down the role as he misunderstood the concept of tunes and humans coexisting <laughs> I don't get it guys <laughs> you have to explain it to me yeah he later regretted this decision yeah uh, Robin Williams Robert Redford Jack Nicholson Sylvester Stallone Edward James Olmos Wallace Shawn Ed Harris Charles Grodin and Don Lane were also considered but Bob Hoskins was ultimately chosen because of his acting skill. Yeah. And because Spielberg, who, uh, Steven Spielberg produced the film, he believed that he had a hopeful demeanor and looked like he belonged in that era. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Bob I'm Hoskins. Good for Bob, because Bob's finest role. 
Definitely mm. better than Mario Mario. <laughs> Debatable, but... <laughs> Not really. But Bob was the only one really, really acting yeah. his heart out in, in the Mario movie. It's true. Yeah. No, I think I think they landed on a couple really great couple really great people it's interesting to hear all these big names when i mean like i can see some of them working can you imagine like the this movie with sylvester stallone no. and sting sting was, also, <laughs> sting was also somebody up for the judge room doom role yeah all right yeah all right um i think it all shook out for the best i think it did as well yeah we should also maybe talk about dolores before we move on okay dolores because Dolores is great. Yeah, Dolores is great. She, I mean, she's an equal partner almost in the Valiant Brothers. Yeah, because she like put up the money for it. Yeah, and, she like, put up the money and like does detective work and yeah. like is is helpful and not drunk all the time. Correct. So, yeah, no, she was great. I love that her bar has the little speakeasy room in the back. That's. Very useful until Roger destroys it by jumping through the wall. And she's also like, Eddie just shows up and is like, hey, I've got this rabbit that's wanted for murder. Please hide him. And she does. And she does. Yeah, because she's a good person who's really capable and smart and adventurous yeah. and is indeed an equal partner. And I like that she and Eddie, they don't really go into their past relationship. You just know they have one. Yeah. Like, no, I really liked the the bit where Eddie has developed the pictures that were on the old camera. Yeah. And, like, part of it is, like, for his job, he's got, you know, the pictures of the patty cake yeah. scene. But then he's got all these other pictures that he had developed that are, you know, the beach day with... Yeah. And she just sort of mentions it almost offhandedly when she hands him the camera. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, we've got these pictures from when we were on vacation. Wouldn't that be nice? But... Um, well, and he's yeah. like, we should go sometime. And she's, and like, she's like, sure, yeah, Eddie. Right. Because, yeah. like, Eddie... He's like, you don't have any money. Right. And... Still owes her money that she yeah. let him out of her jobs till. Mm-hmm. But it's just so great to get, like, that, that call back and then we get to see that's the way that the backstory is sort of Yeah, and, and they do over really, the newspapers and stuff. Really good storytelling. It's such good storytelling. And yeah. the newspaper is, like, goofy cleared of spy charges. Yeah, we use one thing as two things. As two things. Yeah. Yeah, two things. Two, two things. things. And Dolores helped because Dolores is great. She is. I'm not disagreeing. All right. Well, it is. We got a late start and we have talked about pretty much all the things I wanted to talk about about this movie. It's harder when I like it so much. It's great because <laughs> it's just like, man, this part was good. Yeah, this part was good. This part this was, was executed part was well. This character was funny. The characters were good. Uh, I love the performances. Touching, like, no notes. I think that's why Coco was so hard to use. Because you're like, yeah, the movie was great. Coco yeah. was great. All right. Yeah. Like, what else to say? It was great. Sorry, Lego Coco. Batman. We were like, that movie's great. Sorry, Coco. Yeah. Um, yeah, Roger Rabbit. A fine film. Roger Rabbit. Probably in the top five of ones that we've watched. I Definitely. Think... I mean, I know you have different... The top five out of all the movies we've watched. I'm so proud of top. you. We've watched, we've watched 95 now. This yeah. Is wow. So out of. And I'm not counting the ones that I picked because obviously I like those, but. Someone has to. Yeah, somebody has to. It's me. I'm the one. It's you. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once up there. Parasite. 
Spider-Verse. We'll have to watch the second Spider-Verse. It's so good. That's what I've heard from you and everybody else. So good. I will have much to say when we get to that. Parasite, Spider-Verse, Avatar, if we're going to count Avatar as... I think we should. Avatar, the last airbender. Not blue people. Not the blue people, which we also watched. And not the Avatar movie, which is... (laughs) So far down the list. That's good. yeah, but Still after the last Airbender, if we're going to count that as one thing, all three seasons of that, this would maybe be number five, though. I'm trying to think what else. I'm scrolling through our list now. Like, what else What else would I put up there? What else would I put up there? This would maybe be number five, yeah. Hmm. I know, I know, but... I'm proud of you. Little Ooh Little Women... Little Women. Little Women might be. I forgot we watched that. It's really, that one was really great. Are we still going to make our own little ranking of all the movies we've watched? Yeah, we'll. Um, when we get to. Yeah, I. We're almost to one hundred, so I should probably stop <laughs> ranking yeah. it now because we're going to use that as uh, content for later. But um, yeah. Anyways, I like this one quite a bit. Definitely in the top ten. Maybe cracks the top five. Who knows? Who can say? Anyways. For next time, <laughs> let's keep this moving. <laughs> it's that special time of year again. The holiday where the entire community comes together as one to show each other what means the most to them. Petty revenge and gratuitous <laughs> violence. <laughs> but that's okay, because today, for one day only, anything you want to do is legal. Get it all out of your system and kill some folks, because tomorrow, everything will go back to normal, and you'll have to wait a whole nother year to go on a murder spree if you don't care- take care of it right now. That's right, for next time we're watching The Purge. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of it. You just kill folks with impunity. That's it, right? I think it's 12 hours, though. Because okay. I just remember the things where it's like, for the next 12 hours, all crime is legal, including murder. And I'm like, I'm going on a bunker sailing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I didn't expect to be excited, but here I am. <laughs> looking forward to it. Love a holiday of murder and revenge. I'm intrigued. I don't love the concept because it feels very like humans are dumb. Give them any leeway and they'll kill each other with no second thoughts. See, I'm intrigued because I'm like, I don't know, it seems like something humans would do. I just, I just like, my, one of my exes wrote a blog post about what an interesting concept it was and how like, yeah, humans would do this and he was an idiot. So, I mean, I'm colored a little bit by the fact that he liked That's it. Fair. But it just, it just seems like an edgy boy movie and they're going to be like, humanity is so deep and flawed. It does feel like that. It also feels like something I don't want to think about too much because it everything about this is going to break down as soon as I give it like five seconds right? of thought. Yeah. Like, it's like, so you just do, and then like, but you see these people tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like, then yeah. you have to live with them the rest of the, like, like nobody's well, going to be like. Well, them to them put masks on. Yeah. I mean. But like, but like, oh man, who could be killing me? My nemesis? Perhaps that. <laughs> Inspiration. Yeah. Anyways, so this is going to be our Halloween episode, or which like, means it'll probably come out sometime near Christmas. Which is why I thought it was funny that you were doing this thing, because I'm like, people are probably like going to hear this in December and be like, ah, he's talking about Christmas. Surprise! It's the purge. Yeah. So I thought that was good. Well yeah. done. What were you Great. saying? Do you catch up people the next day? Like, hey, how was your purge? What are <laughs> you <laughs> doing? <laughs> I'm not going to tell people I just be like, you got anything to say? I'm not going to 
tell people what I did. I'm just gonna, you know, you do what you do. I just think there's a lot of cleanup and not a lot of... keep your mouth shut. But, but like, I mean, murder is a crime, but, like, if you, like, yeah, but, like, if you go and, like, steal your neighbor's television and then next week they come over for the game or whatever. Like, <laughs> like, that seems, it's just, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Do you put your tracks. initials on your television to know exactly which one is yours? No, but if my television is missing and then a week later someone has a television that looks exactly like mine used to, um, well, then they're an idiot. You paint that thing. <laughs> you cover it in stickers. <laughs> you do... So- like, if, you, if you're getting caught that easily, you're dumb. Like, I just think... <laughs> That but but like it's it's legal to have stolen it, right? Yeah, right. So like, so yeah, like when you prosecute experts to steal back your own television, yeah. no. But like, are you just going to be like, well, you got me? <laughs> I was wondering where that TV went, and you're the one that took I think it. If so anything, probably what you got to do is, and they won't be able to because they took it during the purge. But you'd have to prove that they took it not during the purge, and that's when you are like, okay, I can like, prosecute. Can you buy a purge insurance? Yeah, who knows? Maybe. I don't Is I, it off all right, the radio? This is going to be for next so time. <laughs> because it, it's kind of like how, you know, insurance now is like, oh, you are ill? We won't cover you. Right. Yeah. Well, you've been paying <laughs> us your monthly. Well, actually, we don't cover anything. Yeah. That you've been yeah. And so for. they're going to be like, oh, you need insurance from the murder thing? Sorry, risk of getting murdered is right. real but high right now. But they still are covering that. paying the premiums for that, right? Oh, I'm sure. There's got to be like an it's always fun when when you watch any movie and it comes back to insurance. <laughs> like you watch a superhero movie and you're like, um, Thor crushed my car. Yeah. <laughs> so can, um, money, please, for new car. Right. It just it always comes back to always insurance back and to things, it. and yeah. I think it's funny. I hope that the purge goes deep into insurance. <laughs> Yeah. It's like I want to be just like movie and like 31 minutes are murder. <laughs> the rest of it's just like insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the scene in The Incredibles when it's just telling which office to go to. That's what happens. So, anyways, it's mid September right now. Spooky season is almost upon us. Whatever time the computer this comes out, just imagine some pumpkins. Yeah. And uh yeah, the purge. That'll be that'll be next time. Have either of you seen it? Neither of you nope, have seen nope. it. None of us know. Be a first I time almost watched everybody. the Purge TV show, which is a what? It had I think one season. There's okay. a whole uh, franchise. And there's yeah, like they're so like, many oh, how do you how the five purge movies? Well, well they also have like the first purge, which yeah. I think like of course you gotta be like, How did this all start? Um I don't know what you do with the <laughs> other scratch. Three. I bet you're wondering how <laughs> we got here. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a Purge TV show. I almost watched it. I think I just, like, forgot to set it up to record. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, well, Whatever. missed my chance. <laughs> can't, can't get that back. I'm very intrigued by the concept of the Purge. I just want to see them explain it. Specifically it the works. insurance. Specifically the insurance. And, and anyone who doesn't have, like, a bunker. Yeah. Is it doofus? Yeah, gotta have your purge bunker. Gotta have your purge bunker. I think this all the time when I watch a screen movie and like the killer's running loose and you know, these people are always like at a party. I'm like, you idiots. You go in your bunker and you stay there for like, usually in the screen movies, it's over the course of like, I don't know, three days. 
But I'm going to stay down there at least a week, probably two. And even if anybody's like, um, we caught the killer. They're dead now. I'd be like, nice try, killer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just stay down there until time's up and then I live. Unless they wait a week. Uh, Ghostface is not that patient. I'm sorry, which one of us have seen has seen six movies? <laughs> I've seen the one. I keep t- I keep telling everybody to watch the screen two movies. And everyone's always like, like okay. Oh, okay. That's the best response I've gotten. <laughs> and then nobody watches them. Um anyway, the purge. The purge, Looking that's right. This was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're closing it out in one hundred. We'll have to do something special that is not me picking a movie for 100, and then 100 part B will be me picking a movie, because I'm not letting you off the hook. If you do a special 101, you get to pick it. Yeah. And it has to be 101 Dalmatians. So really, It can be anything, but it has to be 101 (laughs) Dalmatians. They do have both the animated and the live action for you to choose from. How do you feel about Glenn Close? I like Glenn Close. How do you feel about Live action it is. I like Sergeant Tibbs. And I've seen. Tibbs. I've actually seen the original 101 Dalmatians. Because live action it is. <laughs> I may actually have seen the live action one too. David, work with us. David. <laughs> Anyways, David. we'll figure that out. We'll have a meeting. That'll be for next time. Is the purge? Until then, so long, Kristen. Catch you later, David. Bye, Hallie. <laughs> See ya. Bye, listeners. <laughs>